What's up, guys? We're back in the David Englehart show today with your favorite host. And, oh, shit. Our uh, mic's got a little too much gain. Let's turn it down a notch. There we go. So, yeah, we're back with another episode. And uh, today, I'm going to talk about why it's been uh, two weeks since I've released a podcast. And that reason being, I've been really, really, really busy. And, um... I don't know, it's just a lot's gotten caught up, and I've just been running around everywhere, there's a lot of stuff going on. I don't know, you guys aren't here to listen to my whole life story, so I'm going to cut right into it. So, uh, I'm going to do a movie review on The Nun, because it's really controversial. Like, some people love the film, and some people hate it. And my personal take on it is, it was a really good movie, and people are bashing it. I mean, I can see their some of their points, but... I thought overall it was a great movie in my opinion. I, I really do. It was a solid film. Um, one thing I would say about it is it does need to build a little bit more suspense. And it's just a lot of scattered jump scares really. And it's, yeah, it's like really cliche as you can expect from a scary movie. But still, I don't know. I think people kind of slammed it too hard. So, yeah, I think uh, for hour 36 minutes and stuff, it was definitely a really, really decent movie. And um, by far one of my favorites. So, I don't know, those are bashing it. I don't know what you're bashing exactly. Mostly plot holes, or not, sorry, not plot holes. They mostly just judge it because of the cliche part. I mean, look, I get it, okay? It's, you know, you walk down that dark hallway and you just saw, like, some black shadow and they just go chase him. Hello? Hello? And, you know, that's, like, really cliche. I get it, okay? And, like, some of the ap- some of the acting was, eh, it was all right. But, I don't know, overall, you know, 8 out of 10, great film. Um, and my song of the week, uh, you guys are probably going to be, you know, kind of wondering why I'm going to say this, what I'm about to say, but yes, as some of you know, that listen to this program, I have a, uh, music career like outside of this somewhat. I mean, I'm just like starting it, you know, but basically I create beats. I like produce beats and I mix vocals. I mix tracks whatever, you know, I mix, I mix music and stuff, but now I've kind of pursued, uh, like rapping, you know, I, I rap a little bit, which, uh, you know, not, not a bad gig, but yeah, so I have a new single out, it's called No Holding Back, and some of you may know who I'm talking about in this song, some of you may not, and, um, I've talked about my, some of the history about it. And uh, you'll have to listen to my last episode, episode 11, in order to get a little fill-in for that. And that explains the the beef and what's going on. It's, it's a diss track. Yeah, I dropped a diss track, long story short. So, I don't know. A lot of my friends thought it was really good, and you guys can just listen to it, and you may not even know the backstory, but just take a listen. Uh, the beat's really good. The bass is good. It's something to bump to in your car. And uh, also... Uh, hold on one second. I'm actually going to step away and I'm going to get a sweatshirt real quick because I'm freezing. I'll be right back and we're going to talk about some new stuff that happened today actually. Okay guys, I'm back. And so what I wanted to talk about was just happened a couple hours ago. And the new iPhones officially got revealed. And as you guys know, most of you guys know, I love Apple products. I have an Apple TV. I have an iPhone. I have an iWatch. And I think that's all the Apple products I have. Yeah. So I still want an iPad and a MacBook and uh, the HomePod. Yeah, and the AirPods too. 
So I'm a, I'm an Apple freak. You know, I'm not I don't like Samsung that much. Even though the monitor I'm using to record the show right now is actually Samsung, but I like certain Samsung's products, just not their cell phones or their gadgets. Anyways, so the three models that were released today were the iPhone XS or the 10s, the iPhone 10R, and the uh, iPhone 10, uh, the 10s Max. And the difference between these phones is um, basically the the 10s and the 10s Max is basically like your 8 or 8 Plus stuff like that. It's a bigger iPhone 10s. And it's just two sizes. Like, for instance, okay, so I have an iPhone 7 Plus, and the only difference between the 7 Plus and the 7 was mostly just the screen and the camera. The camera was different. I had the dual lens camera on the back. Well, the only difference between the iPhone 10s and the iPhone 10 is the screen resolution. There's, like, no differences in the camera. There's none of that stuff. So... Is essentially you're paying a hundred bucks extra for a bigger phone. That's all. You're, there's no internal upgrades. Differently, there's no, you know, any of that stuff. Now there is a difference between the iPhone 10R and the other two models. Um, the 10R does come in a multitude of different uh, neon colors, and it's basically if you remember the 5C when I when it got released alongside the iPhone 5S. That's basically they're redoing that again. It's uh, discounted. So um, the iPhone uh, 10s is going to be a thousand dollar or 9.99 like last time, and then the iPhone 10s Max is going to be um, 10.99, and then the iPhone 10R is going to be 7.50, and it's really close to the specs of a 10s except the fact that it doesn't have the the super Retina display, basically like the 4K display, like the super high resolution, and it doesn't have a lot of the camera functionalities. It's basically an iPhone. It's basically the iPhone 10, essentially, really. It just highly discounted, and it's just different, um, and it doesn't have the Super Retina display. So yeah, those got announced today, along with the Apple Watch Series 4, which I'm not even gonna get into because there's hardly any differences with that whatsoever. The only difference between my watch and the and the, the Watch 3 and the Watch 4 is like it has automatic workout detection and some other stupid crap nobody really gives a crap about. Um, and I don't know, it wasn't that wasn't really worth introducing. So, anyways, we're gonna get right into our first segment with uh, whatever social issues or just I don't know social advice, I guess you could call it. And our first topic today is why online dating usually never works. All right, now before we start off with this topic, I'm gonna tell you a little bit of a story. So I have a coworker, and uh, okay, I'm not I'm not really gonna say his name, but let's just call him. Uh, Rob, okay, so Rob, for instance, he, um, basically, he divorced his last wife, you know, they had a falling out, whatever, they had a kid together, and he is in his 30s, early 30s, and so, basically, it's him and his son and stuff, so he got Tinder, and obviously, probably 99.9% .9 of you know what Tinder is, so he got Tinder, and he got lucky, and now he's marrying the girl he met on Tinder two years ago. And, you know, good for him. But I also know a lot of other people very significantly that haven't found any luck with online dating whatsoever. And here I'm going to explain why online dating doesn't exactly work like you think it's going to work, okay? So think about this. This is the, this is the like, 
the concept of Tinder. You have this random guy who wants to meet this random girl, possibly hook up, possibly relationship, and they have no idea who they are. And so basically, you can't message each other until you match. And some people more outgoing than others, so I guess if you find another outgoing person who's nice just like you are, then you're going to make some progress, I would say, unless you're an idiot. But, you know, it's just kind of hard, especially with Tinder. And the thing is, girls or guys will put their Snapchat in there, and, yeah, they'll put, like, their Snapchat username, and guys look at that as an opportunity to slide in their DMs and try to, you know, try to get with them in that way and not matching on Tinder. And, honestly, like, girls tend to swipe left or right, like, they, they tend to swipe left a lot on Tinder, where guys are more likely to swipe right on a lot of girls. So, it just doesn't really work out, you know. And especially from a girl's position, you know, think about how many, you know, you're going out with a complete stranger you don't even know. You do you realize the concept of that, how scary that is? I mean, I get it. A 21-year-old, you know, and this, this guy wants to take you out. You've never met the guy before. You have no idea what he's like. And all you have is a Tinder profile to look at, to go off of. Like, you could be some, like, 50-year-old dude that's, like, super creepy and you would never know about it. So, that is why it usually never works, is just because you're two randomly completely opposite, sometimes, uh, different people that know nothing about each other, and it's risky, okay? Things can happen. Ever heard of date rape? Okay, when you learn back in health class in high school? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about right now. And I would say it's more focused towards an older age group, you know, we're young, we're socially active, and, you know, we still keep in touch with a decent amount of people from college and high school, so, really, for us, it's, I don't know, in my opinion, it's non-essential, even though I do use it, and I haven't had any luck with it whatsoever. And so, yeah, that's basically what it comes down to, is why you're using it and age. Um, some people use it for hookups, some people use it for actually, you know, soul-searching, but it really isn't that effective as people think it is, so, sorry, but basically... Um, like I said, it's geared towards older people, so if you're, like, within the age of, I would say, I don't know, 28 and beyond, this is a really good thing for you, online dating will most likely work, because you have the mentality of a 20-year-old and beyond, which is, I would say, usually fully matured, uh, according to some people, some people never actually mature, but that's not the point. Okay, so that point on you have established yourself in the world at least I would hope so by 28 years old and if you're still single and not married by then you start to get desperate first of all not calling the people who use online dating desperate but I'm just saying you want to settle down with somebody you know you want to start a family have kids and start to build a retirement with somebody and settle down that's the goal and, you know, that's why people go to online dating if they haven't found anybody by 28. Because sometimes it's really hard to meet new people. And in the next segment, I'm going to get into that, how you can meet new people. And uh, so anyways, what I was saying is, you know, from a perspective of a 28-year-old, that's what you're that's what you're trying to accomplish. Is, you know, build a family, find out, uh, you know, who you are really, and um, sharing your life with somebody else. That's That's your, that's your goal at 28 years old. I would hope so. If you haven't found anybody then by now, or if you haven't married or have any kids by then. 
and that's my minimum uh age that's yeah that's my minimum age for having kids like i'm really kind of anti-children but so yeah that's that's what you need to accomplish right there and that's why these apps and these websites are geared more towards them so basically that's what i'm trying to say for that now that brings me to my next topic how to meet new people okay so this is going to go for the 28-year-olds and beyond. This is also going to be a go for the 27-year-olds and below. So meeting new people. I would say if you are below 21, you have a lot. And let's say, okay, let's say you're 18 and you're not in high school anymore. You just graduated and you're not going to college. Then you are going to have a severely rough time trying to meet new people. So if you're me and you're 19, 20 years old, working full-time and not going to school then really the only new people you meet are the people in your work and you got to hope sometimes especially in my work that new people new girls come in and that they're young of age around your age because I work with a bunch of old people and so basically what happens is it becomes harder if you're already working full-time at the age that young and you're not old enough to go out and drink which brings me to the next topic the bar the bar is a great place to meet new people especially for 21 and over because i mean you can get everything from hookup to meeting new people in general and you from there you can find out how to do everything so the bar is a great place you know and there's a lot of predators there and there's a lot of guys who have bad intentions but there's also some good guys and uh so yeah you gotta watch out for the good guys because the good guys you know they're among you believe it or not but anyways so yeah, the bar, that's one place you can meet new people. And if you're looking for a relationship, the bar probably wouldn't be your best bet. But also, just in person, you're, okay, unless you, you're you a caveman, you just stay in your house like all flipping day and you have no friends, then you're obviously not going to go out in public and meet new people. But yes, yeah, so that's like the number one thing. Just go out. Like, this is for all ages. Go out with your friends. Like, just your guy friends, girls for your girl, you know, your girlfriends. That's how you're going to meet new people regardless. And the thing is, you cannot have the mentality, even if your friends tease you, to go up to new people and just talk to them. Like, you'd be shocked at how many people are impressed by just you having the courage to go to a random person. You have no idea who they are and just talk to them. You know, most girls would be floored that a guy has the courage to do that. And, you know what? Really, it just takes some confidence and a little pep in your step and you're good to go. That's all you gotta do in person. I mean, it can be anywhere from going to Coney Island in Fort Wayne or going to the mall and just, like, if there's a girl by herself or whatever, you're in, like, H&M and you see some girl looking for something, but, you know, you just approach her. It's that simple. I mean, you know, don't come off as creepy, but you can still, you know, attempt to establish something. But, you know, it's just a suggestion. I would say my last suggestion for that would be, what did I write down? What did I write down? Oh my gosh. Um, oh, oh, concerts. So, uh, yeah, that's another big one, okay? Concerts are one of the biggest human gatherings there is. Whether you're in the big city Chicago or Fort Wayne or Indianapolis. I mean, there's so many new people at concerts. And the thing is, like, concerts bring people closer together. So, if anything, if you're going to a concert like try to meet new people like you know if you're looking for a girl try to find a new girl there's plenty of them out there who go there specifically for that reason 
I mean, just saying, especially country concerts. Oh, please. Go to a country concert if you're trying to find, like, a new girl. I'm just saying. You'll meet some pretty cool people there. And just, like, rap concerts, too. I mean, I want to recommend relationship-wise for that. Rock concerts. I mean, you'll find so many different people. So, you know, what are you waiting for? Go, go ahead and do that. But that's really all the advice I have for dating relationships. I know it was only, like, a 13-minute segment, but, you know, that's really all I got for that part. Um, this is kind of all put together last minute. So, um, yeah, as for my situation, I'm like still single and stuff and I'm really not looking for a girlfriend and, you know, I'm in a tough situation, but you know, that's just how it is. I have to deal with it. And, you know, some of the, sometimes that's just, you know, that's just the hand you're dealt and you just got to deal with it from that point on. So, oh, well, I'm not really complaining about it. Anyways, we're going to move on to our political uh, yeah, political segment. So, uh, remembering 9-11, yesterday was the 17th anniversary of the September 11th, 2001 attacks on the World Trade Center and the Pentagon. Uh, the fourth plane was supposed to crash into the White House, which uh, President George W. Bush was the president at the time. And, uh, you know, it was a sad day in American history. It showed that we are vulnerable and that uh, we were vulnerable to attacks from the terrorist regime and um as i saw the footage you know it just my heart hurt for those people and those families who lost their loved ones on those flights and it looked like something out of resident evil it was or just a post-apocalyptic scene it was insane you know there was debris all over the streets there was people you know crying and you know it was horrible and that's just another reason why we need to appreciate and remember our history and remember where we came from. This is another reason why we should have the most secure borders in the world and why we shouldn't let just anybody enter into our country. Because that's what happens when you don't have a secure border, okay? You, the, those 9-11 terrorist attacks is a perfect example of non-secure borders. Why do you think after 9-11, Homeland Security was created by the Bush administration? As an executive order, or no, actually that was a bill proposed, it's called the Patriot Act. And just, there's so much more border reinforcements, our airports and everything, you know, that, there was the reason of 9-11. Do you want another 9-11 to happen? That is exactly what will happen if you have open borders. Look what happened to Paris, look what happened to, you know, just the, the country of France, the UK, and many other European countries. That is exactly what happens when you have open borders. That's the, the, the direct result from open borders. Unless you want that in your country, you have to build, like Donald Trump said, President Trump, you need to build up your military, stronger reinforcement on our borders, stronger security, monitors, you know, you need to monitor everything. And as much as you guys think it's a police state, which some parts of it are in our government, you know, the, the, we need to know who's coming in and who's going out of our country. You know, it's just like your house. You know who goes in and out of your house, right? You don't document it, but you at least know. It's the same thing with the U.S. This is our house. This is our home. And we're all one big family. We're not racially divided. You're not racially or, sorry, oppressed. We are the, the great melting pot. We are the great nation of the United States of America. So, we are all one, united, under one. Sorry. But, 
yeah, if anything, this is the time where we need to have max everything, you know. We just need to be all out. We need to have the strongest borders of any nation out there as there are many great threats rising up around us that some of you are very blind to, and that's that's sad. And uh, this is actually going to bring me to the people who don't like to get politically involved. This is the time where you need to step up and you need to be involved with politics as much as you hate them sometimes. I understand that CNN and MSLSD have absolutely ruined you know, news and politics because everything's agenda-driven. Everything's towards this objective. It's all ideology. It's all cabals, gulags. I mean, it, you know, organizations, underground dealings. I mean, it's all, you know, it's nasty. It's corrupt. It's, a, it's the cesspool, the swamp that needs to be drained. I could go on and on about that. And you guys have heard it, obviously, from other news sources. But that's basically what's going on. And people need to be aware of that. And, you know, this is the perfect time to get involved with politics. These midterms are coming up. The voter turnout needs to be 100% for the Republican Party. And you need to pick a side. Most preferably the Republican side or the conservative side. If you believe in the liberal agenda and you think that free college is going to come free and you think that free health care is a right, then you are dead wrong and you need to get out and go to Venezuela or Australia, okay? It, I'm sorry, we're a democracy. And this is the land where you have to work to get something. There's no free handouts in America. As much as you want there to be, uh, you know, you you can't give out free things in order to, you have to also give up something else and that is your low tax rates. So, you know, it's all it's, America's all about sacrifice. You can't add you can't have everything, but if you do want something, you're going to have to sacrifice for it. It's kind of like the immigrants that moved to America, do you, they came here with pennies and rags. And look what they've done now for our country. They've contributed. They've done great. They worked out for the bottom. They worked hard for what they get. That's kind of like your paycheck every month. And your paycheck, sometimes bi-weekly, sometimes weekly. You know, it's not just handed to you, is it? Getting a paycheck isn't a right. Government health care isn't a right. Government assistant isn't a right. See what I'm saying? You have to work to get that paycheck. It's the same thing with health care. You have to work to get your health care. I understand some families are poor, but if you're poor, hey, look, there's government assistance for that. And if you're like my brother who's disabled and you can't get a job, that's what Social Security and disability is for. If you're perfectly healthy and you're choosing to be poor and not try to find better job opportunities, then that's on you. You know, there never used to be government support, and you just have to support yourself one way or another. You have to find a way. And that's obviously changed. So, I don't know what went wrong and everything, but, you know, this is America, and there's many, many opportunities out right now, especially in a time like this. You know, there's more jobs available than there's unemployment, so that should really tell you something that, you know, you should probably start looking for a job if you don't have one already. Because there's those there's some really great opportunities that's causing wage inflation, which is great, because that means the companies are willing to pay our, our workers more. Things are being brought back into America like they should have been a long time ago. So, anyways, this can move into our next segment, which is about the uneducated liberals. I keep seeing everywhere.
And unfortunately, excuse me, I'm a little tired. Unfortunately, we've been raised in a country where there is a mass amount of entitlement. And uh, people my age, they seem to think that uh, the government's just going to take care of them. And that, you know, even out of college, college feeds you some real bullshit. Let me tell you that. These liberal professors, these liberal arts colleges, except, well, I'm going to tell you about this. Hillsdale is great. It's, It's by far great. You don't have that liberal bullshit on campus. It's actual, real professors and who are actually teaching real things, not some bullcrap, liberal, agenda-driven, you know, social studies, stuff like that. It's real. But anyways, I'm talking about the other colleges. And they're feeding absolute bullcrap to these kids that go there. Absolute bullshit. And I wish people my age would wake up, you know. Because everybody's so easily influenced by what's in front of their eyes. And the only thing that's in front of their eyes is a thing called a cell phone. So whatever they see pop up on the cell phone is what they're most likely going to believe. And uh, I love how they try to think that they know everything. So, yeah. Uh, Okay, so I'm going to hop on Twitter right now. And... It says trends for you. Okay, so obviously everything I see in front of my eyes is either liberal or it's about the new iPhone that came out. National video games deal. The best deals for National Video Games Day. Save on Xbox. Blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't really give a shit about that. Uh, Penn State versus Indiana. I don't... What the hell is this? Yeah, I don't know. Soccer. Okay. And then you have the iPhone, the yeah, another new iPhone thing. Holy crap! The five, the five hundred twelve gigabyte iPhone XS Max costs fourteen forty nine. So what the? I do, actually, I, oh yeah, it's the five hundred twelve gigabyte one. Well, obviously, okay, you guys need to take this into account. Okay, an iPhone costs a thousand dollars because of the technology it is put into it. Okay, think about your computers and stuff. Okay, computers have been expensive for a while. And an iPhone is a super condensed computer. It can virtually do anything your computer can do. You can write Word documents on there. You can surf the internet. You can get applications on there, essentially programs. You can watch videos on there. I mean, you can do, you can make phone calls with it. You can text. You, You know, it uses internet for almost everything. I mean, it literally is a handheld computer. So as we go on, let's see, hashtag MAGA rally rules. Let's see what this is, because this is actually conservative. Actually, uh, no, it's, uh, hmm, okay. Uh, actually, it's a mixture between liberal idiots and, um, yeah, so, wow, this is very dumb. So, yeah, this is exactly what they want you to see. Liberal agenda, they just bullcrap. And, you know, keep going down, and, you know, you just keep seeing this, you just keep seeing the same stuff and you know that's just on that's just on twitter though so let's say i go to my news app on my phone and i'm gonna pull this right up and i'm gonna tell you what the first thing i see on cnn the while it's actually not trump driven but hurricane florence's path is shaping up to deliver disaster for days and you know 
It is, and I'm really, really scared for these people. You know, this is this is not looking very good. You know, I thought hurricane season was almost over, but it's looking really nasty. And I, my prayers will go out to those families. Hopefully, everybody get, makes it out safe and gets evacuated. Today is the last day uh, for safe evacuation before the the storm hits. So. Um, okay, USA Today, Trump signs new order to sanction countries that meddle in U.S. Like, see right here, it's it's liberal agenda, it, look at this, right here, signs new order to sanction countries that meddle in U.S. elections, the, and they probably have guaranteed 99% of these places do not even have substantial evidence for their false claims. So you read that President Donald Trump signed a sweeping executive order Wednesday authorizing U.S. sanctions in foreign individual or country that tried to interfere in U.S. elections. So let's just see these countries that meddle in our election. So let's see. Could blunt momentum in Congress for legislation that impose harsher, more direct penalties on Russia for future election meddling. So it's mostly focused on Russia. And I don't know. Actually, well, now they reread it. I guess it's a good thing because he's sanctioning countries that meddle in our U.S. elections. So that's a good thing. That's what we want. Uh, my bad. I kind of went off the deep end with that. Okay, so you know, just, here's everything Apple just announced. Blah, blah, blah. Um, Politico. Senator King to vote no on Kavanaugh. Who gives a shit? Honestly, like... Okay, Senator... Nobody gives a shit what Senator King has to say. So he opposes opposition to Brett Kavanaugh. Whatever. Personally, I love Brent. I think Brett Kavanaugh's great. Oh my gosh, seriously? Okay, this is another liberal... It's a liberal gulag right here. Newsweek. Donald Trump ordered illegal removal of Braille because no blind people are going to live in Trump Tower. Yeah, right here. Get rid of the expletive... Get rid of the blank braille. Trump apparently shouted, just do it. Right there, allegedly ordered an architect not to include braille in Trump Tower elevator, elevator panels because no blind people would live in his building, even after being informed that excluding the tactical writing system is against federal law. Seriously? No, no, that's that's not even true. They, this, there's no evidence that's called false claims, you idiots. There's nothing to prove that. See what I mean? This is exactly the, the news just brainwashing some people. Some of you guys, usually my listeners know what to believe and what not to believe, but this is just a whole level of stupid. Complete stupidity. New emails show Kavanaugh's involvement in controversial nomination. Really? New emails show the controversy? Let me see this. Right, right. Democrats are now arguing that Kavanaugh was not forthright under oath during his confirmation hearings to be a circuit court judge more than a decade ago and are zeroing on his work on behalf of Pickering. Yeah, investigating. There's no evidence whatsoever. The Verge, iOS 12 was coming out September 17th, but here it is out installed today. Okay, so just more, more iPhone, iPhone stuff, whatever. Russia bombers flew near Alaska, intercepted by air. Oh, okay, well that's new. Russian bombers flew near Alaska, but they're intercepted by Air Force jets. See, this is exactly why you should be building up our Air Force and our military, especially. So, 
But yeah, it's just you, you go along here and all these left wingers, which are seventy five percent of the news media are left wingers. So anyways, that's that. And we're gonna move on to our uh our next topic. Oh yeah, by the way, Henry Cavill that plays as Superman stepped down as Superman, so that's great. I'm really kind of upset about that to be honest with you, because I really like Henry Cavill as Superman. I'm I'm pretty sad about that, honestly. But we're gonna move to the next topic. Okay, so I'm not gonna tell you what company I work for, but I think I mentioned in the past, but I don't care, I'm not gonna mention it. Where I work I have a union. And you know, sometimes the union I don't know, like I wanna believe the union's doing great things and the union was put in place for uh for the rights of the workers, you know, and it's to make sure that big companies like where I work don't take over and just, you know, screw over their workers. That's what the union was created for, like in carpentry, you know, stonemasons, bricklayers, plumbers, you know, they all have unions and they're created for that very purpose. And so, you know, I support unions and stuff and I don't know why, but the unions think they need to vote Democrat every time. And I'm here to tell you that our president, Donald J. Trump, supports unions more than Obama ever did. What did Obama ever do for the union, first of all? Name one thing that Obama did, went out of his way to do for the union. Nothing. Zero zilch. Absolutely nothing. So I don't know why the it's the same thing with the black voters. Like Kanye West said. Kanye West said, we're expected to vote Democrat because we're black. It's the same thing with union. We're expected to vote Democrat because we're union. And as much as the Democrat Party says they support the union, really you need to look at the bigger picture. Do you Have their actions show that they have supported the union? No, not whatsoever. So, you know, these unions need to get their heads out of their asses. And you need to look at the big picture that the Democrats aren't doing shit for you. The Democrats didn't do shit for the black voters either. So really, they're irrelevant to you guys. They didn't help you whatsoever. Why support them? Why support a company like that? Or Sorry, why, why support an ideology like that? Why support a party like that who does nothing for you? You see what I'm saying? But, I don't know. That's, that's just my opinion, personally. And on to our last and final segment, and what you guys have all been waiting for, is... The Nike and Kaepernick situation, okay? I'm going to give you guys my view on it, and I'm also going to give you guys um, what I think on both sides, because I think that's only fair to listen to both sides, which I already have, but I'm going to tell you what I'm doing from the situation and what it's going to result me in. So, when I heard about Nike wanting to include Kaepernick on their advertisements and they launched and I saw it, I was extremely upset because of who Kaepernick is and that Nike would want to represent and support a man like that. So now me and my family will no longer be buying Nike products because of this. I will still wear Nike because I purchased it before and there's no point of just hanging up in my closet and not wearing something I've already bought. Just the same way people are stupid for burning their Nike shoes, which you already bought. So essentially what are you doing? Making a statement by burning your shoes or are you actually burning the money that you wasted on those shoes? 
or well, I should say wasted, but the money you spent on those shoes. You're burning money, basically. You've already invested and bought into Nike, so essentially you're burning the money that you spent on those shoes. I mean, really, it makes no sense whatsoever to burn your already-owned Nike products. That'd be like me, let's say Apple decides to go far left and promote... Uh, okay, yeah, Alexandra Cortez, that crazy lady. Let's say that she was the new face of the new face of Apple. That'd be like me taking my iPhone 7 Plus right now and throwing it out the window and running over with my car just because. I've already bought and paid for this iPhone, so why would I do that? See what I mean? See what I'm trying to say? So, essentially, that's that's exactly what I'm saying right here. <sighs> The reason why I stand. Excuse me. The reason why I stand away from Nike and I am against this entire campaign is because Kaepernick divided this country and Kaepernick divided the NFL. Kaepernick disrespected my family. Kaepernick disrespected the veterans of this country. Kaepernick disrespected. The people who died to protect that flag, Kaepernick disrespected the people who stand for that flag, and Kaepernick disrespected the United States of America. I, sorry, United States of America. And I don't care who you are. I don't care if you say he was kneeling for free speech. I don't care if you're kneeling for black rights. I don't care if you're kneeling for police brutality. That's besides the entire point. So I want to start off with the biggest argument people wanted to hit me with, okay? He was expressing his First Amendment rights. Okay, I got those same rights too. Uh, let's say I walk into work tomorrow and at the start of the shift, I decide to kneel for 10 minutes. Do you really think they're going to keep me at work? No, I get fired. I don't, they don't care what contract I'm on. I'm getting fired because I'm obstructing and I'm not doing my job. Which I'm getting paid on their clock to do my job. It is the same way with the NFL. The NFL stadiums are not public property. Those are owned and bought and paid for by other individuals who make the rules, who make the contracts. So, I hope you do realize when you display your freedom of speech, you are allowed to do so on your own property or public property, not private property. The stadiums which these players play on and get paid to play on is a private field. Privately owned. He is kneeling and it clearly says in their contracts that they have to go out in the field, stand up, put their hand over their heart. He is kneeling during the national anthem. What a great time to display your protest and your what your opinion is on police brutality and black rights. And white privilege. Now, I don't care what your statement is for. This is the national anthem. And you're going to give some goddamn respect to our country and our veterans. Those people in the Revolutionary War and all the wars we fought in. Those millions of people that have died to uphold that flag. You really think they appreciate that? You really think your your kneeling statement towards the flag? You think, you, you know, that's actually selfish. You know, you say you're, you're kneeling for rights of your people. No, no, no. You're not kneeling for the rights of your people when you're doing it in front of millions of people who are paying to watch you play football. 
If you want to go at your house and kneel on your front lawn in front of the, everybody who passes by, then go right ahead. If you can go kneel in front of the, the courthouse in which city you live in, go right ahead because that's public property. If you want to go protest on the side of the road, on a sidewalk, down a city street, go right ahead and do it. If you want to go protest in front of your uh, local library, go right ahead. It's public property and you can display your rights and your opinions on public property. Nobody is stopping you from doing that. The NFL is a private organization in which they have their own rules and the stadiums are privately owned. The national anthem, you are expected to stand and put your hand over your heart and salute the soldiers and sing the national anthem for our great country. Do you see any other countries out in Europe, Asia, etc. that don't stand up for their flag and their national anthem? No, it's a form of respect. You can go and stand for equality. You can go and stand for whatever political or argument you want to make on your own time or any other time besides the national anthem, which is what, a minute? You couldn't wait a minute to go protest somewhere else after the game, before the game? That's just abuse of your platform. You get paid millions of dollars and you got cameras all over you, so you decide to take a kneel to show the world how you feel. How about me? I don't get that kind of attention. It's just abuse of power. That's all it is. That's like that's like a, me paying to go see a band who wants to make a political statement for the first minute of the show because they feel like it. When I already paid to watch them. And they're getting paid to play there. Do it on your own time. Is what I'm trying to say. And the thing is, Nike supports this. Nike supports the disrespect of our veterans and the disrespect of the people who died to uphold our flag and our great country. Is a slap to the face of me, my family, my fellow Americans, my fellow citizens, my brothers and sisters, everybody, in my opinion. I don't care who you are. And if you don't agree with this statement, don't consider yourself a patriot. Don't say, oh, I'm a veteran. I don't really care too much. He's just expressing his First Amendment rights. Bullshit. He's abusing his position in the NFL is what he is. I'm sorry, I don't get paid millions of dollars to do my job and kneel while I do it. Sorry, that's his full-time job. That's work. Bullshit is what it is. If you don't agree with the statement, you really need to do some research, in my opinion. I will not stand by a company who supports this. And this also goes for Ford. This also goes for Levi's. I won't buy another pair of Levi's again. You know why? Because they couldn't shut their fucking mouths and stay out of politics. You know what? A smart company would actually stay out of politics, so that way they don't divide their customer base. But these stupid companies think that they need to get involved in politics. You don't. You make products for your consumers. And you don't make political statements while doing it if you want to keep the money coming in. That's just being from a logical business standpoint. And Ford, same thing goes for you. You want people to buy your trucks? Shut up and stay out of politics. 
Don't say you stand by the, these people and the, you know, for police brutality and this, this, and that. And that you can't keep silent on it. Yes, you can. You've stayed silent out of politics for years. And now what? You need to make a political statement? The same thing with Levi's. We stand by Colin Kaepernick and Nike for the decision. Well, guess what? I don't stand by you guys either. So you, for now on, I won't be buying any of those companies' products. We'll definitely not Ford because I don't. I work for a car company that opposes Ford and it's American. So, anyways, I won't stand by any of those companies at all. Zero zilch. You won't get another penny from me in my lifetime. All it takes is once. So I'm gonna wrap it up today, guys. We just hit 45 minutes and we still got our outro music, but. I just want to say I am getting ready to order that iPhone XS this Friday. And hopefully I can keep pumping out episodes to you guys. I'm really sorry that I haven't been able to keep up. But, uh, yeah, also about that song of the week I mentioned earlier, I'm going to leave a link in the description on Apple iTunes and Spotify. It's where you guys can listen on your own. You can get a take. You can leave a review on iTunes or get, leave a review um, wherever. And uh, so, yeah, we're just going to kick it off from there. I'm going to see you guys in the next episode. Peace.